0: Welcome to episode two of the ND podcast with Dawson and Nate, where we are going to be breaking down the NFC conference. All right, okay. Moving to the next division, AFC or NFC East, or the NFC East, some people call it last year. Uh, I'm just going to go. Let's let's just go to the Cowboys. They they did a uh, lose. Oh no, they did. Wait, yeah, Chidobe Awuzie was their starting uh, one of their starting corners. They lost him. They did sign Dak Prescott to a four-year, $160 million deal, which was a lot of money. And he, I kind of like Dak, I guess, but I wouldn't have paid him that much money uh, for that deal alone. I mean, they didn't lose a ton of players necessarily, but probably because they didn't get a lot of players there because they're cap. Uh, and Dak just pretty much took all the power out of their hands to be able to sign a bunch of free agents. And so we, with that being said, I, I mean, they got their quarterback and lost a couple of players. A deep loss. I don't know. They didn't. They didn't really do anything for me, free agent wise. What's your take on
1: that? Yeah, tight on cap space. They want to keep their star quarterback that they drafted in the fourth round. I mean, Dax. He was putting up crazy numbers before he got hurt last season. Can't can't deny that. All those pieces are still there that he had last year on offense. And defense, besides Shadobia Awuzie, really all the pieces are back again. They they did a lot of reworking last year with the D line midseason, but you know, I'd give them a see. They're they're the same, I'd say, as they were last season heading into this next season. Gotcha. All
0: right, now the Giants. Giants signed Dory Jackson to a three-year, thirty-nine million dollar deal. They also signed Kenny Galladay to a four-year, seventy-two million dollar deal, and Leonard Williams to a three-year, sixty-three million dollar deal. So they threw cash all over the place free agency, and I mean, I know, those are good players to have in your team. But I think they, I think they spent too much, and I don't think the Giants. I see the. I mean, that is an improvement, though they did improve. Now, how much improved, and is it the right pick? The right players i mean i don't know it does give dan daniel jones some guys to work with but i'm kind of not high on daniel jones as a quarterback he's kind of a turnover machine at this point in his career and uh that's not how you win football games at least a lot of them uh i give them a c minus because i just think they overpaid for the players they got while good i think they overpaid
1: curious of what your thoughts are they're all three big needs for him. The Leonard Williams signing, I think it was the most surprising to me to be just over that $20 million a year average. It's definitely a lot of money. I know he does a lot of dirty work, though, for him. So, you know, I don't think the Giants' defense has exactly been considered top tier. <laughs> no, not at all. I, I don't think re-signing one guy is going to make it any better. So, right. In terms of value, I think it's a lower lower value signing. They got a good player, right? Odori uh, Jackson, another another good signing. Probably a little overpriced. You know, free agency, gotta spend big money to get those guys. The Kenny Galladay signing, I was really hoping he was going to go to the Ravens, and I I know we talked a little about him going some other places, maybe Jacksonville or. To go to Daniel Jones, I don't think that was the right move for him. The, for the team, it's a good move. Probably probably overpaid a little bit, but yeah, I think I'll give him a little more credit with a C-plus, but, again, the value for each signing, I think, hurt him.
0: Yeah, I agree. Okay, so now go to the Eagles. They lost, let's just say, yeah, you know, they lost Jalen Mills, Carson Wentz, they did obtain the, the number 12 overall pick from the Dolphins. So they moved back, but they got a couple of other later round picks because of that. Um, and they got picks from the Carson Wentz trade too. I can't remember the exact rounds, but they got, I, I know at least a second round pick this year. And beyond that, I can't quote it because they got it. They got a, kind of a boatload for them though. At this point where you're kind of clearly, Giving out signals that you didn't really want you're blaming him for half, the, you know, all the things that are wrong, which I think was wrong on the Eagles' part. But and uh, they don't got a ton of notable free agent signings. Like I said, it wasn't a lot to really to report. They're going to be sticking with uh, uh, what's his name, Jalen Hurts. It looks like Jalen Hurts. I mean, you're not going to draft a quarterback at twelve in this draft unless it's Mac Jones. But I don't think they're going to draft Mac Jones. I think you got Jalen Hurts. I think that's a guy you want to explore. He's a good mobile quarterback, and that's I truly believe that's future to the NFL. So you have one already. Why draft another one or try and draft another quarterback. See what he, see what you got there. Um, I mean, they didn't make any moves really, except for the Carson Wentz one. And so free agent wise, I I just give them a C because they didn't do much, but they, I don't know. I mean, I actually don't know their cap situation. I think they might be kind of tight on cap space. Yeah. They're another team,
1: another team tight on cap space.
0: So it makes Basically.
1: sense, guess. Yeah, they have a lot of money invested in that offensive line, which is a good thing. It is. Always is. Um, yeah, that, that big thing was just gaining those picks, which is since they're tight on cast base, is really good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see who they pick though. I think Jalen Hurts absolutely they gotta roll with him for at least another season. Right. He threw he was making some good plays. He won a couple games off of his off of him. Yeah. So I mean, they need to address some key issues. Some wide receiver help. Again, they still haven't really fixed that.
0: Same old story, right?
1: <laughs> what, what
0: was that? same old story for the for the. Eagles. Yeah, same.
1: Li- literally for four or five years now, they have not been able to solve it. Mm-hmm. And so it for a that, yeah. To, yeah, to back up on your Carson Wentz and them blaming Carson. They didn't help him out, no. So, I think Carson's gonna do real good in Indianapolis. I agree. Eagles. I'll give them a D plus. D plus. All right. All right.
0: Respectable. Then again, it's like we're talking about free agency. Their picks. I think the pick situation they got is good. That's not that as a yeah. factor to our grade necessarily. So we got to stay consistent with that. So yeah, I can't argue with the, the rating. Um, now the last team in the division who I think I I got this team winning. Washington football team, they, they 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 shocked some people last year, I think, and so um, obviously I still got they retained, I believe, all of their deep all their defensive got, stars are on rookie deals still. Their D line is on rookie deal, like they got I think three first round picks on the D line right now. At least like in the past, whatever many drafts, yep. um, and uh, they they did sign Will Jackson, a depth corner. They got K- Curtis Samuel. They did sign Ryan Fitzpatrick and they got Lamar Miller as a another depth running back, which if Lamar Miller can finish the season. He's a great player. Seems like he hasn't had a lot of full seasons lately, but uh, I, I like their improvements. I'm not going to say it's, they're phenomenal moves, but for them, I'm, I'll give them a B minus. I mean, I think those are some low key moves that help them going forward. And based on the performance last year, the division wasn't exactly too tough to fight for. Too tough to get to number one, you know, to win it. And I think I expect more of the football team this year because I do think at this stage of his career, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is an improvement over uh, Alex Smith. You can expect more of Maybe a slight improvement, but I think he's an improvement. So I- I'll give him a B minus. You look shocked. What do you want to add to that?
1: <laughs> it's, it's real close for me, I guess, with the Alex Smith and Ryan's Fitzpatrick comparisons. Like I guess man. the – yeah, the, I was about to say, the edge, I guess, goes to Ryan because of the magic. Uh, but their defense is built on that defensive line, like you said, Duran Payne, I believe his name is Montez Sweat, Chase Young. Right. They got one more guy they drafted, I think, out of Alabama. So, like, I think they got four first-round picks on their defensive line. So the def- the defense is basically all coming back with the addition of Will Jackson. I think offensive-wise, Scary Terry and Curtis Samuel is quite a combination. I wish they would have Dwayne Haskins, basically Ohio State, over in Washington. But yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm hoping that they give Chad Heineke, if I said that right, yeah. a good chance because – what I saw Adam in the playoffs last year, I was loving it.
0: Oh, I saw it. I, I was loving it. it. Well, then I wonder is for a full season can he do that? And I got to. That's... I, I kind of felt like it was a one game, uh, like shock, like a play out of his mind, the game of his life. You know? Yeah, he I was definitely know. putting it all on the line. That's for yep, sure. He did. So you gotta respect that. Yeah. My you, only thought was that it wasn't indicative of how good he truly is, and he would just had the superstar game of his life, and that was one. 60 minutes of fame That's yeah. kind
1: of, you know but yeah you can't do that you can't play like that the whole season or no. else your season will be about five games exactly. <laughs> um they made some good moves though and like I said I'm excited to see if Chad can be a full regular season quarterback I'll give him a B minus because they made some good moves and right. are regeared going into next season got
0: them winning winning the division
1: I'll tell you the Cowboys are really close. Yeah. Their defense wasn't good last year, and they have basically the same players, so I'm not sure how that's going to come together. But with Dak, though, a healthy Dak, right. I think the Cowboys take the division. Okay, okay.
0: I can't really argue too much with you except for me and personal experience. It's been like three or four years in a row now where I'm like, oh, the Cowboys have this division easy, and they just stop. Don't <laughs> yes. What the heck? I remember that one year they lost to the Rams to like basically end their playoffs hope playoff hopes like at the very end of the season. And I was like, this team is so talented, like on paper, the guys on the roster. Why are they not like ten and six? Like what the hell? Like yeah. it blew my mind. They just upset me. I've never been a Cowboys fan, but I've always expected better than them. Like they have all these guys, and they just they're some subpo- they underachieve. That's the that's the big thing for me. They have a lot yeah. of players, and they underachieve at what they get. That's what blows my mind like you know I'm a Lions fan so like I'm used to them just sucking not having players and being mediocre but it's different when you have the players and,
1: you know fail to live up yeah. to expectations and they, they parted ways from Jason Garrett last mm-hmm. year you know McCarthy had a lot of injuries specifically yeah. with Dak most importantly so we'll see how he brings it together this season right I for I for some reason got a feeling that the offense will be back to how it was and that right. that's gonna be what wins them the, the division. All right. But All right. I don't see the defense improving. No. Yeah. Who knows? CD Lamb could have an explosive year.
0: A yeah. ferocious yeah. comeback. I mean, he had a great year last year, but watch out for him because he could be crazy. Amari Cooper too. All right. They got, so they got up. the they got yeah. the weapons there. Yeah. Next division has uh taking our sweet time here, but we're gonna be keep we're gonna keep it rolling. Now, the NFC North, the local tie-in, <laughs> starting off with the Detroit Lions. they Some notable losses this year. They lost uh, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Justin Coleman. They did resign Romeo Quara, who led their team in sacks last year, with, I believe, 11 or 12. It was over 10, I really, need you know. The Low double-digit sacks. Um, and they signed wide receiver Tyra Williams from the Raiders and running back jamal williams from the packers uh not big deals either like they didn't sign a ton of money they didn't overpay and they did acquire michael brockers in a trade with the rams the, the rams were gonna uh i believe it was a contract dispute michael Brockers. so i read into this michael brockers wanted them to or the rams wanted to rework a deal with brockers similar to how the um, many players in the buccaneers reworked their deal so that they could have like avoided trade avoided a uh, year on their contract so that you know, they can actually cut them down the line or, like, rework it to save money basically on cap space. And Brockers is like, hell no, you're not doing that. And so Ram said, all right, we're trading you. Then. And so they offered – I think it was a seventh-round pick the Lions offered for Michael Brockers, which I think is a steal. Like, that's a steal for Michael Brockers. And uh, I, the Lions are in an obvious rebuild mode, so you can't really – think too deeply on the moves this season. I think next season is when you'll really see, like, you'll really be able to evaluate all the moves because at the end of next season, because we'll see, they still have, they, their, their whole season could be, in uh, what do you call it, dependent on who they draft. They got the number seven pick, and are they going to trade up, try and draft it? The, they do have Jared Goff, so are they, they we got to mention that too. They got two first round picks, future, like one present first round pick, a future first round pick, and a second round pick. For Jared Goff, so there's there's so much they got a bunch of draft capital, and that's how you rebuild the team. So draft wise, it's looking good. I have high hopes, and but free agent wise, I'm I'm impressed. I'll give them a a B minus. I'll tell you what, right now, I'm rare. It's rare for me to be able to have any uh, confidence in the Detroit Lions. So I think it's a B minus, maybe maybe a C plus if I'm being a little less biased, but. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Lions, Doss? Awesome.
1: They've definitely made some moves. Definitely are in a transition. Um, you know, they're not not a passing team anymore without Matthew Stafford. I think they're definitely trying to transition into that uh, punch you in the mouth kind of run football. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Jared Go- Jared Goff. Neither of us are fans of Jared Goff. Yeah. But with that trade, though, and to get those first-round picks, he's still guaranteed that money. So he's still, you know, he'll, he'll have a cap hit if he's cut. Right. So, the, so they're kind of locked in with them. They're all in on Jared Goff. They,
0: they, made real,
1: <laughs> they made a real great move with that uh, the Michael Brockers trade. Yeah. I, I loved it. He's a great player. And like you said, for a seventh-rounder, that was a great move um they had a lot of losses but like especially on the offense but like i said they're redoing the offense so kind of guys that don't fit what they're looking for now right i'll give them a b minus because you know haven't seen how everything's gonna mold together and play together but it's looking good on paper
0: right i agree i agree i think three years from now is when we'll you know, well actually after this season completes, this upcoming season completes is when they're gonna have to like really use the you know, zoom in, use the lens and get you a know, value yeah, that I think
1: Because I think that's where we see the big moves coming. They're rebuilding, but I would say they it's almost not a rebuild. They're almost kind of just transitioning into a like a retool. You know, yeah, just yeah, they're basically retooling into just a different version of themselves. So okay. I think they'll
0: be a better team than last year, honestly. Because last year I mentioned this to you. They basically had an expansion level roster, an expansion team type of talent. They had nobody, they had like Tracy or not Tracy Walker. Um, they had Tracy Walker. But I was gonna say like their their defensive like guys who were competent were like Justin Coleman, Deshaun Hand, Romeo Okwara, I guess, but that's really it. I mean Trey Flowers <laughs> played nowhere near how much money he's worth draw davis a first round linebacker can't cup can't read but uh, dissect quarterback like i can't i don't know I've been, i don't want to assault the man but i'm glad he's out of detroit maybe he resigned somewhere else he signed somewhere else he can't dissect quarterback like audible to the line he doesn't know what's going on and so for a first round pick it's unacceptable i it just but anyway moving on let's just move off the lines let's not let's not talk about it for 20 minutes um the Bears, which are the Houston Texans of the NFC North, uh, not quite as bad, but they're still problematic, to say the least. So they got rid. Well, they let Trubisky walk, which I don't know if you can really blame them for that necessarily. But they kept Nick Foles, and they decided to pay Andy Dalton ten million a year, and they signed Desmond Trufant, who I think is at the end of his career. He doesn't really need to be anywhere anymore. He's just too many injuries like 30 years old. He's I, – I don't know. I'm not high on him anymore. They also lost Kyle Fuller, though, and uh, a pretty solid starting defensive tackle in uh, Roy Robertson-Harris. Not a big name, but, like, if you watch any Bears games, he was a mean guy on that defensive line. He actually got a lot of pressure on the quarterback with him and uh, – like, why is that like Well, Khalil Mack, but they're also – they're also other nose tackles. Keem Hicks. <laughs> yeah, him. So – Losing him is, I think, a big deal for them and them striking out on Russell Wilson and apparently Deshaun Watson. I think they actually did throw picks at uh, him, try, the Texans to try and get a deal out of him. And the Allen Robinson deal, Like I mean, they franchise tagged him. So, well, they could be trading him. So. And to this point, I mean, they're signing, they lost, yeah, like I said, they lost uh, Fuller, Robinson-Harris, Trubisky. Screw Trubisky, but... but and they got Dalton and True fought I can't give them a good grade. I'm giving them an F, maybe a D minus, but maybe an, eh, no, an F. They didn't address the big issues in the room. So True Fought to replace Kyle Fuller, okay? Like
1: <laughs> they really created issues more than they solved issues. Exactly. So Andy Andy Dalton is a not even a cool looking band aid. Honestly, it's your simple band aid brand band aid. Um they cut Kyle Fuller and created that problem. That's even and, worse. F, yeah, okay. And signed Desmond Trufant to replace him. Like that's that's not an equal swap, that's for sure. Oh. So I've definitely seen us going backwards. F gotta give him an F if you're going backwards. All right.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Now moving on to the Vikings who signed tackle Dalvin Tomlinson to 21 million dollar deal over two years. They got Patrick Peterson to a one-year deal. They did lose their left tackle, Riley Reef and Kyle Rudolph. I don't think people are shedding a lot of tears over Kyle Rudolph anymore. But, I mean, it's like the Cowboys losing Jason Witt a little bit. Not quite as historic, but he was good back in the day, you know, that kind of thing. They don't even really target him anymore, so I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. I don't watch a lot of Vikings games, so he could be, it could be an impactful run game uh, blocking tight end, but I don't think he is. Maybe he is. Who knows? But just based on their – their signings and their losses I, i'd give them like a i mean peterson's a nice signing they didn't pay a lot a lot of money for him Tomlinson's a good depth guy well no he's gonna be a good starter um maybe a c a c i'm gonna say a c i'm not i'm not too high on a ton of deals but maybe a c to a c plus
1: what's your take yeah you know not a lot of losses, not a lot of big additions. Riley Reef, you know, to me is a guy who probably should have been gone a long time ago. They just had no one to f- fill in for him. Right. Kyle Rudolph isn't the red zone reindeer no more, unfortunately. I used to be on his train. Uh, Dalvin Thompson and Patrick Peterson, though, are two, I would say, good additions. Patrick Peterson, you know, three years ago, this would have been a huge signing. Yeah. He's a little bit on the downtrend now, but definitely a good piece for them in their defense. I agree compared to last year. And right now going into next year, I'd say a C plus a little bit of improvement, but just about in the same position. We'll see what they do with the draft. All right.
0: Now the Packers who spoiler, I got the Packers one of the division, um, right? Straight up. Uh, they, they, they signed Kevin King to another one year deal. And I gotta throw him under the bus for a second because I wouldn't have re-signed it after what he had a good year, but he also cost them the playoffs in one way, one capacity or another. For all those people who are watching the game, the end of the first half, he just completely let uh who was it? Scotty Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller blow by him. He just didn't even, you know, he. Defending the end zone, supposedly. I don't know why they weren't in deep zone coverage. Just defending the end zone at the end of, end of the first half, and but it wasn't just that play. I'm not going to not plan for one play. He kind of got torched the whole game. He let up a couple a couple of questionable plays that are just boneheaded, in my opinion. Now I think I'm being a little too harsh on the guy. Let's be honest here, but in all honesty, I just don't like the guy. And they signed him to a one year deal, which like if you were really all in on him, you would have signed him to like two or three or four. You know, like. So they kind of seem like there's sort a of, well he's good, let's resign to a one-year deal. Like, I don't know. But um, I don't think that's a bad deal. I just wanted to roast him for a second because I was upset about that. But uh they did lose Jamal Williams, who's a who's probably the best backup running back in the NFL, arguably. I mean, there's not, I mean, there's not a long list of superstar backup running backs, but among the backups, he's probably the best. Uh, they did lose linebacker Christian Kirksey and Corey Lindsley, their center. So I and they don't. They didn't really get any wide receivers in free agency. Well, they didn't get any wide receivers in free agency. And I think there's got to be another wide receiver to pair with Devontae Adams. That would be a, a help for Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think they are going to really be throwing a lot of red zone touchdowns. Mercedes Lewis, uh, old man, Mercedes Lewis. So I'm going to give the Packers a, a C, a, a middle C. No, no higher, no lower. Quick thoughts on the Packers, got it winning. It's a grade. What do you think?
1: So I think it's a pretty fair grading. The yeah. the Kevin King signing both got us a little riled up. Because <laughs> I mean, he let up that big play to Scotty. He let up another touchdown and he let up another big play. And, you know, he had he had a good season, which is terrible, honestly, because he had a breakout year and then so. Crumbled. That unfortunate yeah. luck in the playoffs, we'll call it luck. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jamal Williams, I think, hadn't fumbled once so far in his four years playing. So definitely big props to him being one of the top backs, and hopefully Detroit uses him well. Yeah. Christian Kirksey was a tackling machine for the defense. Lots of tackles, and Corey Lindsley was. The top center available, that's for sure, and one of the top available linemen. That was a big loss for him. They went deep into the playoffs last year to the NFC Championship. I see them just found the same spot. Really a reload team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And because I know they're a good team, I'll give them a B minus.
0: All right, all right, fair. I think Aaron Rodgers proved last year. There's still more in the tank. After how they went down against San Fran a couple of years back, people were like, oh, Rogers is done. He
1: stinks. It's
0: over. What's left? He really proved everyone wrong. All the haters wrong last year.
1: Yeah, Um, with with Green Bay drafting a quarterback in the first round, you almost almost want to look back and say, maybe they just drafted a quarterback to get Rodgers going, honestly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. We got two more divisions to quickly run through here. We're going to go with the NFC South. Um, So, starting off with the defending... Super Bowl
1: champion, Defending Super Fox Bowl champion. Favorite player ever. Led by the GOAT, the legend. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. So Tom the
0: Buccaneers re-signed Shaq Barrett, Namaton Sue, Rob Kronkowski, Leonard Fournette. They reworked the deal with Tom Brady, which also where he also took a pay cut. Uh Levante David was re-signed. They tagged Charles God, Chris Godwin, sorry. Um and I already mentioned Fournette, and so they basically kept everyone. They said I I don't even know if they lost anyone. Um, they did not sign. They signed Antonio Brown yet?
1: No, they not haven't. Yet.
0: Not yet. It's it's looking like he'll resign there. Because I think we mentioned this before. It doesn't seem like he's any other team's willing to take the chance on Antonio Brown given his history. So I don't really have any belief that he's going to go anywhere else. And okay, so like. They didn't have to sign free agents technically, but their offseason moves are an A plus across the board because they kept all their talent together and they didn't lose a single person. So, well, technically they lost LaShawn McCoy off. So technically they <laughs> lost a big game there. No. Oh, and they my. lost the go backup quarterback, uh,
1: Blaine over. Gabbert, the legendary Blaine Gabbert.
0: Blaine Gabbert, member of three straight Super Bowls. No. Um, okay. Anyway, no, but it's a big all critical serious. piece. A plus, A plus across the board, and. Just look at the rest of the teams in the division. I don't even have to tell you the other one. I think I got the Bucks winning again. Boys for another deep playoff run. It's in their eyes, it's got to be Super Bowl or bust. At least make it. Making it to Super Bowl is Is if you don't make it, there's a the bust. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I feel like it's probably not much different, but.
1: During the Super Bowl parade, when uh, Bruce Arians took the mic when Mike Evans was talking or when Levante David was talking, and he said that your butt's coming back. And then when he did it to Shaquille Barrett and he said, your butt's coming back, you're like, no, they can't do that. They don't have the cap space. What? And, and here they are with, with the Leonard Fournette signing, all 22 starters from last year's Super Bowl are returning, which is the first time ever. Crazy. So A-plus, there's – a++++, plus, like, you can't get any better than that. All the big names and to somehow get them all on manageable deals. Right. Shaquille Barrett, quote-unquote, before the offseason said he was going to break the bank. So, like, that was almost when he said that, that was like an automatic, he's leaving Tampa Bay. Right. And then to come back, just, just crazy.
0: It's crazy, that's for sure. All right, Uh, I'm assuming you got the win in the division. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, in all all honesty, there's not not a lot of competition in this division as of right now, it would seem. The Panthers, I I, I feel like the Panthers might have a big jump, a big improvement here, might shock some people. Maybe, who knows? Because I don't, it's one of those teams that like everyone just counts out for so long that when they finally do rise, it's kind of a shock. But um, uh, the Saints, so moving on, the Saints, though. They lost a ton of players because their caps, they were over $100 million negative in cap space. <laughs> that is not a recipe to retain a bunch of four players. And so Breeze retired. They lost Emmanuel Sanders. Trey Hendrickson, as we mentioned before, uh, a tackle, or a, uh, I think he's an N, lost Jared Cook, which isn't a huge deal, but they lost him. I mean, he was notable. He was a contributor on their team, believe it or not. they uh, yeah. Lost Morris Jenkins and their... They restructured their deals with Winston and uh, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, like it looked like a huge deal with Taysom Hill, but the way they signed it is, uh, well, it's not, it's not the same deal as Brady's deal, but it's a similar process. So I I forget the numbers, but it was a rather large deal when you look at it at face value, but the last two years of his deal are voidable, completely voidable. They can just go buy and they don't take any cap in. And so with that being said, that's, that's a big deal for them because, we're not going to use Taysom Hill as a quarterback, let's be honest. I wouldn't. I don't think he's a starting quarterback caliber in the NFL. An NFL starting quarterback. I do think Jameis Winston is going to be solid. He's. I think he's more than a band-aid. I think he really, truly is. So, uh, I mean, I don't know what to expect out of him, though. They just got Mike Thomas. Like I said, they lost Sanders, lost Cook. I don't have any notable signings to report. <laughs> So down they,
1: cap space. I said they didn't have any cap space. <laughs>
0: oh F. I mean they, they couldn't they kind of couldn't do anything though. So I I guess I gave them like a D. Because I mean they really couldn't. Uh I know they signed somebody with like a blank check basically before. They, they
1: franchise there. tagged safety Marcus Williams. Yeah. With with negative 30 million, I think, at the time cap space. Yeah. So uh yeah, that was when they when they franchise tagged Williams. It was like, what What are you franchise tagging him with? You have nothing to franchise tag with. Um, I mean, they were really in a position to where they had to go backwards. Right. They had to cut people. They had to let people walk. Um, to sign Marcus Williams back, to franchise tag him back, that was good for the defense. He was a solid young player, and he should continue to be solid. Right. You can, you can look back at some big plays like the Minneapolis miracle. And he had another big one, I think the year after. So <laughs> you can look at those and say you shouldn't have re-signed them. Yeah, And Jameis Winston is definitely not, in my opinion, not a band-aid either. He's a guy who threw for 5,000 yards at one point And he threw for 4,000 yards twice before that. He's shown the capabilities that he can get the ball around. It was right. just those interceptions.
0: He had eye surgery before he came to Saints though. That's all that, LAS-
1: that LASIK.
0: <laughs> what grade do
1: you give him? You know, with Jameis and Marcus coming back, I guess you gotta give them a D. They really
0: couldn't do anything, but they didn't do a lot. See, to be yeah, fair, yeah. you know, branded on what they did. So all right now, moving to the Panthers. Uh, like I said, I think they could have a pretty pretty good year. I don't think they're going to challenge for the division lead at all. I'm just saying an improvement here. And they do have the number eight overall pick. I believe it's eight. Eight or uh, seven. Well, the Lions have seven. know oh, that. So I think the Panthers are eight. Rocco's not yet. Panthers eight. eight. Um, so we'll see what they do with that. Um, quarterback maybe. Who you knows? I mean, it's not going to be a lot of quarterbacks up there probably. But they probably signed Teddy that, to that big deal. Oh, that's true. That's true. So. Probably not a quarterback then. Maybe they should trade back or draft some elite talent in the top ten. Possibly a lineman or a – there's not a lot of defensive players who are
1: that high, highly rated this year, which is
0: kind of surprising. They could use a
1: Kyle Pitts. Oh, sorry. They could use a Kyle Pitts.
0: They could, yeah. But uh, so free agent-wise, though, they lost Curtis Samuel. They lost Mike Davis, who was kind of a rising star running back last year with McCaffrey being out. And they, but they did sign David Moore, wide receiver from Seattle. Uh, Denzel Perryman, a uh, guard, Pat Elfline, which I don't, not sure. I reckon remember his name. I don't, doesn't stand out to me. But uh, they got him cheap. So I mean, a depth guard isn't a bad sign ever really. And they got uh, a tackle Cameron Irving from Dallas, who see who had a pretty pretty good year last year. It seemed. I mean, he's not Pro Bowl or anything like that, but you can't. Argue having a decent lineman is a bad thing, but or isn't a good thing. And they did sign Dan Arnold from Arizona, who I thought was a kind of a low key tight end uh, last year. He's a pretty good, pretty solid uh, pass catcher, like sure handed. So, all that being said, they lost a lot of guys. They got some guys. I think a C is probably the rate I grade I'd give them.
1: A C, I think I think that's a pretty fair grade. You know. Mike Mike Davis helped them so much when McCaffrey was out. Yeah. So ho- hopefully they draft someone to be a backup because you got to think Caffrey can go out again. Mm-hmm. Um, with the loss of Curtis Samuel and with them having that high pick, I gotta hope that they draft a wide receiver to help yeah. Teddy out. They could. He he could use the help. David Moore. He was, I don't think he was ever higher than fourth on Seattle's depth chart. So he's, you know, it's cool they got DJ and David Moore, but other than it being cool, they share last names.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, Denzel Perryman is a good with Luke Keekly. They were without Luke Keekly last year, and so they weren't really able to answer that. Yeah. He should fill in nicely. Pat Alfine, he was drafted by Minnesota as a center. He's, he's decent, you know. We'll see how he does. They got him cheap, so it's not like they
0: had to pay the other you know.
1: And that's all that's always good. Hopefully, they can get him to play better than what he signed for.
0: Right. All right. So now we got to go to the last team in the division. We're going to go with the Falcons. Uh, Falcons actually signed Mike Davis. Mike Davis. Uh, they picked him up. They got Bar-Kibius, I think that's how you say his name. Mingo, linebacker from Chicago. Uh, they did lose Ricardo Allen, their center, who's probably a Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame center, Alex Mack. They lost him in free agency. Um, one of those like Joe Thomas kind of guys where it's just grinding away on a team for his entire career. Rock solid. You don't really think about it too much, but Browns obviously were a lot worse during Joe Thomas' time than the Falcons. the Falcons had some. They made it to the Super Bowl, you know, but, but still, he's a solid, really good center back in his day. It's still solid nowadays. I'm not gonna completely negate that, but it's not it's not what he once was. I mean, it's hard to. Be. I think he's 38 years old, 37 years old. It's hard to be that. It's hard to be a Pro Bowl caliber center that old, that late in your career. I didn't realize uh, was Disney, that old guard uh, Justin McRae as well, and Edgewater and Charles Harris. So they lost some the defensive talent. They didn't really gain any except for Mingo, I guess they did gain Mingo, but they lost Ricardo Allen, who I think's a rising star in uh, the league. Well, wait. He's, he's solid. Let's put it that way. That might be a bit much better star. I think he has it in him. I think he could be a star. But how, how would you know last year? The team it, So um But uh, I'd give them a – they lost a lot. They gained a little bit. I'd give them a, a C-plus probably. And their pick is what intrigues me the most because they're top five pick. I think that the fifth pick. Fourth pick. Fourth pick, I think. Um, so that's, that's the intriguing thing to me.
1: I don't, you know, as we're rounding down here, the last teams, it seems like a lot of teams are really betting on the draft to fill in some needs. A lot of teams created more holes than they solved. And, you know, I think the same is holding true for the Falcons. They lost some key players and how are they going to fill them in? Mike Davis is a good pick. Mm-hmm. Todd Gurley re-signed, if I'm not mistaken. They did resign. Yeah, so that'll be a good duo. Todd has a good injury or a bad injury history. Yeah. I'll give him a C plus.
0: Okay, okay. And now we're going to round out our last division here. We already said we thought Tampa was going to win that division. We both agree on that. The NFC West. So we're going to start with Arizona. Ooh, Arizona, they, gained, they signed J.J. Watt which oh, a bit of a pricey ish deal, but I mean, it is JJ watt. So, I mean, he wasn't, didn't have a lot to play for last year. So I don't think the, du- the below double digit, single digit sacks was that much of a story. I think it really relied on them. Not really need, I mean, him not really caring that much. Cause what was there to play for? I know that's kind of an easy excuse, but Texans blue. So who really can- <laughs> Like, I don't know. I don't really blame a guy for not falling out when her team stinks that bad. Uh, but they also signed Malcolm Butler AJ, and A.J. Green. And they did lose Patrick Peterson, like I said earlier, uh, Dan Arnold, uh, and Kenyon Drake. But, I mean, after stealing DeAndre Hopkins from the Texans last year uh, and, and adding these players, I think it's, it's some good, good additions. And uh, they, I think they, they severely underperformed last year. They had a really weak end to the season, and I think they should have been a playoff team. So, at least, I mean, Kyler Murray kind of played out of his mind, out of his mind early in the season, but then after that kind of just fell off a little bit. I'd expect more out of them. I I think these deals are a B. I'm going to give him a B for it. But what I think is going to happen is that uh, – this could be bold – I'm gonna be bold right here. I you the Cardinals are gonna contend for the division lead this season. This is actually a tougher division. Than most of them we broke down so far.
1: Yeah, yeah. Arizona's made some good moves, and I feel like it's been a while since we've said a team's made good moves. Yeah. Uh, you know, losing Patrick Peterson, they signed Malcolm Butler, add JJ Watt on the defensive line. They had plenty of talent already in the wide receiver room. They had AJ green. Mm-hmm. I think they've definitely bolstered up their roster. I want to see who they get for running back to replace Kenyon Drake, but right. running backs, I think are something easily available in the draft. Right. I think they made good moves and I'd give them a B plus. Right. All right. I like them. I like them heading into the season too.
0: All right. All right. So next team got Seattle. Uh, Seattle did sign. I think they acquired him last year, if I'm not mistaken. Carlos Dunlap, but they re-signed him it was the, the, the big deal because he wasn't – I think he was expiring contract. They re-signed him, uh, so they retained him. Uh, Gerald Everett, who was kind of a low-key tight end for the Rams, he was actually pretty solid last year. Um, uh, Chris Carson, they re-signed him. They did lose David Moore, Carlos uh, Tide, and Shaquille Griffin, and they didn't really get, him, get uh, Russell Wilson on the offensive linemen. So, which is a constant issue for them, protecting him, and uh, I, I don't like it. I don't like their moves necessarily. Dunlap's good, Everett's good, Carson. I mean, you already had him, but only get some offensive lineman help. Line help. I, I, I'm not in on them. I think it could be a fall apart year. But then again, I think last year was the same situation. So, I think that's too. That's a little overboard. I think Russell Wilson is what kept them afloat. I, I think it's unfair to expect them to win the division though without him having a better, consistent line. So I get, I'll give them a C for their moves, but maybe a C plus, a C plus. The still is pretty, pretty damn good. Uh, a C
1: plus, I'd say. What about you? I, I think I told you last year with their poor offensive line, Russ is just carrying too much of the load, and you you. You see the the tag uh, "Let Russ cook." Well, I think Russ cooked pretty hot to start out and fizzled out just as quick as he heated up. Oh yeah. And another team that here we are again with offensive line issues and we haven't solved it yet. And for this season, with how many offensive linemen are still available, good offensive linemen, I don't see why they haven't addressed it yet. Mm-hmm. They made some other good signings. Bring back Chris Carson's huge. Gerald Everett, like you said, is a little low key of a tight end, but he's been good for the Rams. Yeah. And Carlos Dunlap was a huge acquisition last year, and to get him coming back is good too. I give him a B minus because I think they made some good moves. But man, they need to get that offensive line. They need to work on it.
0: Okay. Okay. So, final two teams here. We got San Francisco 49ers who signed Trent Williams to a massive deal. Uh, he's in his low 30s. Uh, 32, I believe. Him. Huh?
1: 32, I believe.
0: 32. They signed him to a six-year, $138 million deal. They also signed the aforementioned uh Al- signer Alex Mac from the Cardinals to a three-year deal. Not, not nearly as ridiculous as the deal of a deal. But he is, I think he's in his. He's older than 35. I think he's yeah. 37, I believe. And so they're you a three year deal. And that's that's always kind of a risk with the center, with the offensive lineman in general. But the guy that old, like they're, I mean, offensive linemen were so many people stepping on you, falling on you, twisting things, breaking. In. It's a dangerous position to play these days. It seems like everyone gets hurt at least at some point in the year. Um, but so they got some offensive line help. Uh, they re signed DJ Jones, uh, Chakiski. He's Tart. Let's put it that way. Tart. Uh, he was a pretty good player last year. Kind of explode. I mean, didn't explode on the scene, but he, I don't know. he kind of surprised me. I thought he was a better player than I gave him credit for. Uh, after watching him a few times last year, uh, they got Kwan Williams resigned, among others. Honestly, uh, they got a couple of their guys resigned, like all the low key player, like core guys in their defense resigned. They did lose Kendrick Bourne. Who I don't think it's a huge piece, but it's It's worth mentioning, I guess, wide receiver. Uh just because well I made this note before the, their trade last night or yesterday, they did lose their backup, CJ Betherd, Bethard, Bethard, whatever you say his name is. But that's just it was worth noting because when uh Garoppolo was hurt, they kinda had a pass at QB official. They didn't know who to play. They were playing him some days and then they were playing uh what the heck was the other guy. Who's another other quarterback there playing? Some other career backup. That's not even really that important. But, uh, but uh, it lost Kerry Piter, and they did lose Tavon Coleman and Solomon Thomas, which are kind of some low-key losses. But then again, was it really the running back who was getting all the yards or could you put a, a fifth grader out there with their offensive line scheme and their run design scheme in their Super Bowl year, and he would have got all the yards. You know what I mean? Like, they were so good. I don't think it really mattered so much about who the running back was as long as they could run the ball and had a brain. And so, for all these deals, uh, and the, including the trade, so they did trade up to get the third o- number three overall pick, which puts them in a the position, it seems like Garoppolo might be on his way out. That's the way I see it. I mean, if you're trading up that high, why would you not draft a quarter- like quarterback? You could have gotten... I mean, well, it all depends on what they're trying to get. If they were going to hang back and stay at 12, it would have been kind of hard to get a good, a good quarterback. But, so, I... I'll give them, with that being said, I know it's kind of cheating, but I think that factors into their a big part of their team outlook is that trade. I'm going to give them a B-. minus. They lost guys, they retained guys, and that pick I think is a good trade. I think they're signing a quarterback or drafting a quarterback. What's your thought?
1: Yeah, they haven't haven't lost a whole lot. Uh, Solomon Thomas, to me, is the biggest one. A former first round pick on their D line, he's leaving. Although he did, he never really panned out, I should add that. Right, Trent Williams' six year, you know twenty twenty point ten I think million dollars a year just to beat out David Batiari yeah, is a crazy signing because of how long that takes him. Right, I know after the signing he said that uh, with modern medicine everyone can play till forty now. <laughs> besides Tom Brady I don't think that's held true at all but I mean I know he's still playing at a super high level and he's still one of the top left tackles so that was a huge thing huge player to bring back Alex Mack you know another interesting signing because of his age and how long it takes him to Alex obviously must feel the same way he can play till 40 really so So, really, they had a good O-line last year. To add Alex Mack is quite an addition. I know Mm -hmm. they got Mike McGlinchey over at right tackle, formerly out of Notre Dame. They got a good offensive line. They let – and I'll tie in – I'll tie in. They let Tevin Coleman walk, but they still got Raheem Raheem
0: Mostert.
1: Yeah, I understand. So – and they got the draft. Um, I'm interested – in that third overall pick too, for two, do two different scenarios. The one is that Justin Fields falls to him at three, or they get a little bold and they take Kyle Pitts at three. At three? And I say that because with New England going into this two tight end set, is it maybe going to stir up the league a little bit and say, Who's going to be able to compete with them with that two tight end set? And Kyle Shanahan, I don't think there is a next better option to try to run a two tight end set with, as an offensive coordinator scheming it all together. Uh, I think that I think their moves have been a B plus grade for me. All right,
0: all right.
1: And they're they're right up close with Arizona, and I'll jump the gun on this a little bit. I think San Francisco is going to take the division. All
0: right, all right. Now we're going to go to our last team in our breakdown here. It's quite a long, long day here at the office, breaking down the whole NFL. But
1: it's Lots our first podcast,
0: and there's a lot to talk about for the whole offseason, you know. So uh, Los Angeles Rams, notably they did sign Deshaun uh, Jackson, which I'm not going to say he's, you know, he's not a wide receiver one anymore. I, uh, you could have called him that at one point in his career. He was probably a wide receiver one at one point. Not really anymore, but he's still – a great like gadget player to have on your team you know you wouldn't say no to him <laughs> no i don't want that guy he sucks no that's not true he's, he's a pretty solid player so and it did get matthew stafford uh in that trade with detroit which i think is an improvement at quarterback for them it is on a i think there is two three years remaining on his deal and so what stafford he's still quite the performer given his age i mean i, I know there's older quarterbacks but i'm saying like there's a Not a lot, not a ton of quarterbacks uh, that play super well in their mid-30s, you know. And Stafford given his, uh, if you take away the fact that he was injured, like his actual on-the-field play has been pretty pretty solid and consistent the last well, pretty much his whole career. You know, like the last five years especially it's been consistent. It's just been crappy teams, crappy injuries. But when he was on the field, I always saw a pretty solid performance out of him. Uh, So I like that trade for them. And again, (laughs) They did get rid of Jared Goff. I see that as a plus, Jared Goff walking, because of his contract and because of his play. Of, like, apparently, there was a lot of beef between Goff and McVay towards the end of their tenure. And it just seemed like it works out better for everyone if Goff's not a the team. Uh, they did lose Gerald Everett, as we mentioned, to the Seahawks, which Everett was a pretty good, pretty solid tight end for them. Uh, and they lost Troy Hill, John Johnson, their safety, Malcolm Brown, Josh John. It's Josh Reynolds, I think, right?
1: I think it's Josh, Josh Reynolds.
0: Josh Reynolds, and they traded my, my, Michael Michael Rockers also to the Lions. There's a pro former Pro Bowl uh, D lineman. So they lost a lot and didn't get a lot. But then again, their cap space is tight, so it's one of those things where what could they have done? But like, not gonna let them off the hook with that because I think they're. Free agent wise off-season-wise, off I'd say a C-minus. A C-minus because I think Stafford they might be good for them moving forward, but I don't know. Losing Brockers, I think, it's a bigger deal than they might realize.
1: Yeah, I think Brockers really – even the playing field for Aaron Donald. Yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's film of Aaron Donald being triple-teamed by oh, offensive lines. And when you had a guy like Michael Brockers, he's, he was a guy that you also couldn't leave single, you know, one-on-one with an offensive lineman because he was going to beat him. And so there's they have Leonard Floyd, I believe they re-signed. Yeah. Other than that, though, there's not going to be really much other spectacular talent as of right now on that D-line. I think it definitely hurt him pretty big. Mm-hmm. Swapping off for Stafford – I give that as an improvement too. And the 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 Deshaun Jackson signing is a cool gadget signing. Mm-hmm. To go off what you said with that too, I give him I give them a B minus. I'm quite a bit higher on you on this one.
0: Okay, okay. I guess I just factored in the fact they lost a lot of guys in secondary. Well, a lot they lost Corey Hill and John Josh Johnson for John Johnson, which I think is a big deal for that. I don't know, but. We'll see how it goes. I think they got to be poised to make the playoffs. They have to make the playoffs. For the Rams, you got to make it. You got to do. It. Yeah, like I
1: don't know. I, their their cap space says that too. You know, they were they were all in last year. Mm-hmm. They kind of reworked it to where they're basically all in again this year. So. Right,
0: playoff or bust for that. That's basically what yeah. I see it. So will we see Matthew Stafford make the playoffs again? Who
1: <laughs> Lions but, fans hope so. They hope to see Stafford get his happy ending.
0: For sure, for sure. All right, and that's going to be it for our show today. I know it was a lengthy one. I, we apologize for that, but we had to give you all the NFL news that happened and occurred over this offseason so far. The rest of them will not be as lengthy, I promise. So if you, stayed too, if you stayed with us through this whole show, thank you so much. We will be seeing you next week. We will be dropping a podcast every monday so catch us on spotify and have a great day everybody and catch us next time
1: peace out everyone catch you next week